I decided to put together kind of six things that contributed the most to my success in the last year. This last year has been amazing and I'm gonna talk about that and why the last 12 months has been really incredible for many different reasons, not just from a revenue standpoint, but like a happiness health standpoint, which at this stage for me is actually more valuable than just the revenue. You are listening to the Not For Lazy Marketers podcast, episode number 305. Hello, my friends. Welcome back to the podcast. I hope you guys are doing fabulous. I think you're going to love today's episode. It's been a while since I've done more of like a personal behind the scenes one. And I always get such amazing response from you guys when I do this. And so I like to make sure I can throw this in there because I feel like a lot of you are on this journey with me. We're a lot of CEOs listening to this, founders listening to this, kind of going through it together. And anytime I share a more behind the scenes, whether it's like in my personal life as a mom and a business owner, or if it's with my team, or if it's with myself and my own personal development, you guys love it. So I decided to put together kind of six things that contributed the most to my success in the last year. So I sat down and I really brainstormed like this last year has been amazing and I'm going to talk about that and why. Um, and I feel I feel like I guess we're doing like a mid-year review, but really the whole of la- like in the last 12 months has been really incredible for many different reasons, not just from a revenue standpoint, but like a happiness health standpoint, which at this stage for me is actually more valuable than just the revenue. Um, Because once you get to a place where you can, you know, pay for your bills and for the lifestyle that you want, then you don't really want to sacrifice, at least in my opinion, in in my own life, my health and my happiness and my relationships, because what's the point, you know, at that that level. So I'm going to talk a little bit about that, but just I sat down and thought about, you know, what are the biggest contributors to that success in the last year and you know if I was to talk to myself when I started my business what would I say you know what would I tell myself to to do earlier so that's these things so I want to expand on that in terms of like what has the last year been like for us and it's been a really great year it's been a year of a lot of growth and then going from growth to stabilizing and growth to stabilizing we've done a lot of changes and and restructuring of things and I feel like really working on our leadership team and my team as a whole to be the next level and we've made a lot of progress on our team on our systems on our processes on kind of up leveling all of that especially on the agency side I also have really brought in and focused on I think yeah as of a year ago now we weren't even selling my Ignite program via an application. You had to buy it when we only open and close the doors from a live launch. So we changed that. That's been amazing. We've put through over 100 new students in that in the last year. It's kind of like a new way to sell it through our application. I actually prefer it to the live launches. So we changed that after my launch in the fall of last year. And then I'm also launching a new company, which only has come from getting my team to the place where it's running really without me in the day-to-day. And I think a lot of people talk about this, but I think the biggest difference for me in terms of like your team running the tactical day-to-day and then there's the next level of that and that's having a leadership team actually make decisions and actually be able to take holes and gaps that you have in your company and be like, okay, here's what we need to do. Here's the, here's our quarterly goal for this. Here's the project. And we now are at a point where I've got 27 employees and full-time employees and 
we plan every month, every quarter, we have planning meetings and we've recently separated them out into departments. So for example, we have like an operations planning meeting for our internal team. We have an ads team one, we have a marketing and sales one, and then we have our ignite one and they're all separated. And it's pretty incredible. Cause I go, I still do go to all those partly because I love planning <laughs> and I love seeing like all the projects that we're putting on our plate for the next month or quarter, whatever it is. But it's pretty incredible to me how most of those projects that are now being put on what we call our waterfall are not even created by me are coming from my team saying, hey, here's where we have a chance to improve or we have a gap or we had an issue or the team gave feedback. And so here's what we're going to do to solve that. And I think that has been the biggest change for me is having that and having the leadership team to be able to make decisions to guide the actual company. Because it's one thing to have a team who can actually deliver for the clients, but then when something goes wrong, everybody still looks for you and looks to you for guidance. And of course, I'm still there for guidance, but I have spent really the last year at least building my leadership team. And we now have a really handful, I'd say like probably almost half of our team has been on my team for close to a year, which is pretty incredible. Um, and with that, it just like, it's so valuable and it's, it's such a great team. So in the last year, in terms of success, I absolutely measure revenue and where we're at. But as I was saying earlier, almost to me more important is the the level of quality of life that I have from these changes and from these things I've implemented. And I am 100% in the best shape of my life right now. I have an amazing marriage and relationship with my kids, with my husband, with my family. I feel like I have time for them. I don't feel like I am burnt out or too busy or not getting that quality time and being present with them. I am reading like trying to read 100 books this year. I'm actually a little behind on that goal, but I'm reading a bunch. I am doing, you know, my own personal development and growth. I have time to go get acupuncture, get massage. And, you know, I'm just going to say, when I've said this before, I've gotten some like hater comments. (laughs) Like people are like, oh, it'd be so nice. Like you're just off like getting acupuncture and massage. And The thing is, like when someone shares that they're doing those things, I think it triggers people sometimes because they can't do those things in their business because they haven't set it up that way. But um, let me be clear that I do work really hard. And so everything I tell you a lot will be around like thinking and space and things that I've created. But I also work really, really hard and I'm very disciplined and structured. And so if someone is saying they have self-care, it doesn't mean they spend 100 percent of their time doing self-care. So I have, you know, the most time for that health and energy. And I absolutely do prioritize that kind of like what I was saying in the beginning too, because there you reach this kind of threshold where, you know, I support our family fully. I can easily support our family fully and afford the lifestyle that we want, which includes extra things that we are, you know, fortunate to have and privileged to have. But then what's the point after that? You know, at that point you have to weigh like, do I want to work 10 hour days and sacrifice time with my family or you know, when do you bring that back in? And I think there's phases of business in your life where you're going to work more than others, depending on what you have going on. And you might be in a season of your business where you need to work really hard, maybe for the next three to four months, but there should be an end goal of getting to a place where you have that more balance. And because money is not everything, as we all probably know, but do we actually realize that? And and I'm very clear on my own values, on my own priorities, and where money fits in and where I'm not willing to sacrifice things for money. 
So with that said, here is, you know, the six things that I feel like have contributed most to my success in the last year. And I am defining success by revenue and happiness, which I think is very important. And we don't always do that. So the first thing I have listed on here is called my CEO weeks. So I made this up. I don't know if other people do this or not, but I made this up like maybe it was closer to a year ago. It was after my launch last year when I was like fried from the launch and I was like, I just need time to reflect. And actually I have some friends who copy me, which I love, and they do these as well. So I blocked off four CEO weeks in the year and four think weeks. And I sat down and I defined what each one was. And a CEO week is where I cancel all my meetings, but I still work. And I really work on like content or some big projects that need like deep thinking, you know, from me uninterrupted. I don't go to my huddle. I don't have any meetings. I cancel all my meetings. And I have a very clear like structured agenda for the week. But I also leave space for that that creativity that you just don't get when you're trying to do it in a one or two hour chunk in between meetings or in an afternoon after you had a morning of meetings. Like it's just a different level of use of your brain. And so I have four. So it's once a quarter, four in the year that I blocked out CEO weeks. And for me, I do do a lot of content in those weeks. That's, you know, something that I like to batch, whether it's my podcast, but also like videos. And then we updated our Ignite Academy program. And there was a lot of videos I had to record for that. I batched all those in my CEO week. I've also worked on resources for our ads team that they maybe needed. That was like around strategy, around our values, around like the the core process to the not for lazy marketer process, whether it's, you know, the webinar funnel or whatever it is so that the team is able to take that and use that as a guide. So I have four CEO weeks that are all centered around that. And to be clear, I plan them out. So it's not like, oh, it's a CEO week. I'm going to do nothing and like see what comes to me. I believe that in your quote free time or, you know, white space time, you still want to be intentional with the planning. So I really do plan them out. I have a structure. I have goals. I have the the days assigned to what I want to do things. I leave myself flexibility to change those things around. But for the most part, I, I follow them and I see how much I can get done. And then I have four think weeks. And on a think week, it's the same thing. I cancel the meetings and I don't have any meetings or, or my huddle or anything, but I also am not really working. On a think week, I am reading, I'm researching, I'm like going on walks or hikes. I'm actually literally thinking and a lot of times I've gone into those where I still have goals so I have goals of like problems I want to solve or things I want to brainstorm and solutions I want to come up with so an example could be with my new company like something I need to to brainstorm with the launch of it or the actual back end of it or it could be um a a way that I want to change our marketing or solve a problem, a core problem in my business. And so in think weeks, I don't actually do work, but I do more thinking. Now I will be transparent here and say that these are harder for me because these feel less productive. And, um, I actually missed one. (laughs) I have four scheduled for the year. I should have done two and I've only done one. Um, and I have one coming up and I went back and like recalibrated my year because it is easy to make an excuse for yourself and say, oh, I know I have this schedule, but I have this and this and this going on and my team needs me and I already have these meetings booked. And so I'm just going to skip the week or I'm just going to reschedule the week. And I did miss one because we had a lot going on and I felt like I needed to be in the meetings and I needed to be there for my team. And I created that kind of probably excuse because I probably totally could have still done the, the week. 
But these are definitely harder for me to implement because they feel less productive than CEO weeks where I'm actually creating content, getting things done and accomplishing. And then think weeks are a little bit more open for interpretation and are just like, okay, you're going to do nothing. You're going to meditate a little bit more. You're going to go for longer walks or you're going to sit there with a blank piece of paper and write down what you come up with. That's hard. Like that's, it takes discipline to make yourself do that and not be distracted. So those have been harder for me but they still are on my calendar and they're very effective. Like giving yourself that space is incredible. So my CEO and Think Weeks are definitely one of the things that have contributed to my success. Both revenue for sure, happiness for sure, but also my energy and how I show up as a leader and the clarity I've been able to bring our company and our team because of those those times. Okay, the second thing that I feel has contributed to my success is a little bit more team-focused and business-focused versus personal, and that's a way we structured a specific meeting that we've been doing about once every quarter. It's kind of like when we feel like we need it, but we call it a problem-solution meeting, and we pull together. Pretty much we've done it for the ads team, and we could replicate this across the company if we wanted to do it in different departments, but we've done it twice this year for the ads team. And we structured about three to four hours long. So it's like a very deep chunk of time so that we have time to go really deep. And anybody who's a leader on our ads team, so managing somebody else and then myself comes to this meeting and we basically structure it as everybody lists out every problem we can possibly think of that we're experiencing right now in the company. And then we rate those problems on like top priority to least priority. And then we brainstorm all the solutions for them. And We do planning, like we do quarterly planning, we do monthly planning, but usually those meetings are more like 60 to 90 minutes. The reason why this meeting is so valuable is a few reasons. One, it's starting by me asking my team, what are all the problems? And we we spend probably an hour to an hour and a half of the time chunk just talking about problems and sharing like, here's where I think there's a gap. Here's where I'm uncomfortable. Here's where the team's uncomfortable. Here's where we could do this better. And we just focus all in on that. And so one thing is, is giving your team that, that power to share with you the problems that they're experiencing creates so much valuable intel that you as a leader, as a CEO, as the founder could literally never come up with because you're not on the front lines. You're not in the day-to-day work. So that's very valuable. And then two, having that longer chunk of time, so three to four hours we usually take, allows everybody to go deeper. So compared to our planning meetings that are like 60 to 90 minutes, this is like more a workshop where we are really going deep on the problems, deep on the conversation. There is a lot of collaboration. There's like some arguments that are, you know, obviously very helpful arguments, but it's people disagreeing like with their different opinions and viewpoints. And we really go back and forth until we can all get on the same page or make, you know, an executive vote decision on something. But it's important to hear those other sides because there's been so many times where I thought I had the right answer to a specific problem or issue. And then I listened to what my team was saying and I changed my mind. And if you're not open to that, you're just going to miss a lot in your company. And you know, one huge thing, and this is why it's contributed so much to our success, is if you can listen to your team and create a space and a culture for that collaboration, which doesn't happen from one big announcement or, you know, change in your values. It comes from the little micro times that you show your team. You bring me an idea and I will go 
A, listen to that idea, and if we can agree on it, execute it or create the space for executing it. And so this has helped, you know, with the success of our revenue for sure, has improved our delivery for our clients and customers 100%, and also has created an incredible team culture for us where people aren't afraid to bring where they are uncomfortable, where they feel like there are problems and, and need those solutions. So anytime... We need this, but it's really about once a quarter we do this meeting, the problem solution team meeting, and then it does drive from there on our planning, but it allows us to go deeper in that space. You don't need more digital marketing information. You need the right information. You don't need another guru strategy. You need an informed strategy. You don't need outdated noise. You need to know what's happening right now. Entrepreneurs and small business owners need the PDQ. This is your key to the most up-to-date information on what's working and what's not in digital marketing. Info you can't get online from your Facebook rep or literally from anyone else. Because the world of digital marketing has changed forever and we are just at the beginning of this wild ride. So get your hands on monthly marketing reports, live roundups with Q&A, and a direct texting news alert system all for free. We're not sharing it for our, our health, we're sharing it for your wealth and ours too. If you've ever considered partnering with the pros at Team Hirsch. Consider this your in-depth chance to see our expertise and work and level up your business at the same time. Did I mention it's free, but that doesn't mean anyone can get in. Apply for the PDQ today at notforlazymarketers.com slash PDQ. Time to get what your business really needs, which is knowledge. Notforlazymarketers.com slash PDQ. Okay, the third thing that I feel like has contributed the most to my success is kind of a little bit related to the CEO and Think Weeks, but is more on like a day-to-day space. And I included this separate because I think it's, if I was to tell you like one thing to change in your life, it, it might be this. So that's kind of a big deal. But one thing I really value and cannot recommend enough is creating time to think. And I've done a lot of research on this and how as humans, we used to do this a lot more, like really before technology. There used to be time where we were doing nothing but actually thinking, whether it's sitting there and just thinking and 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 doing nothing, whether it's like laying there, sitting outside, whatever it is that you're doing, we don't do that anymore. We don't ever do nothing because even when we are relaxing and doing nothing, we are watching TV, we're scrolling social media, we're texting friends, we are, you know, doing a, a chore or a project or something. Like we do not sit still and think. It's so difficult. But it is like one of the most powerful things you can do. And I will say your brain will fight back hard that it doesn't want to do this. But I do it twice and I'm not perfect at it, especially in the night, but I do it twice a day. So in the morning, I get up in the morning and I don't sleep with my phone in in the room anymore. I haven't for like eight months. Best thing ever. Don't sleep with my phone. I don't touch it for the first like one to two hours of my day. So I get up and I actually go out on our back patio. 
And for me, my alarm clock is my one-year-old. So he wakes me up usually around six. So we go out together on the back patio. I do live in Texas, so it's warm enough to do this. We'll see about doing it as it gets colder in, in the winter months. But we go out on our back patio and I just sit there for at least 20 minutes. Usually it's like more like 30 because I'm telling you the time goes so fast. It's crazy. I don't really have a clock, but I kind of know how long like when I'm done. So I sit there, he plays next to me and I just do, I literally do nothing. I listen to the birds. I look at the the sunrise coming up. I look at the clouds. If it's dark out still, I can see the stars. And who actually inspired this with my husband, my husband started doing this. He started doing it for like an hour and he was telling me, he, he gets up really early at like four on a good day. Like that's his goal time. And he was telling me about all the stars he was seeing and all the stuff. And I'm like, you know, that is a really good idea. I'm gonna steal that idea. So sometimes we sit out there together, but we don't really talk. We just kind of sit there and, and I'm thinking. I'm just like processing. I try not to like, force myself to think a specific thing I try to just either focus on my breath but I'm not like actively meditating I'm just sitting there thinking and I'm letting my brain kind of do its thing and sometimes it thinks about my day sometimes it thinks about what I was upset about the day before and it just allows me to go into the day so much better and so much refreshed and rejuvenated versus like wake up check your phone and so I do that and then I usually go do a 10 minute meditation journal my gratitude and then plan my day. But the biggest thing there is, is that thinking time. And by the way, I have a one-year-old with me that entire time until I go for my walk and I leave him with my husband. So I do a 10 minute meditation every day with him playing in the playroom. It's not a perfect meditation, but it's better than nothing. So there's no excuses with that. So having this time, like it's incredible to me how fast it goes and how it's like, it's not actually boring. And it's so amazing to like sit outside There's been days I've heard like three or four owls like hooting back and forth to each other. I hear different birds like it's just so cool. So I highly recommend doing something like that if you can. But just having time where you're just literally thinking is incredible. The second time I do it in the day is at night. So I I put my one-year-old to sleep. I'm in charge of him. My husband's in charge of the other two kids. I put him to sleep and I have to lay down with him in the dark. I usually nurse him to sleep. I lay down with him. And so in the past, I would have my phone. I'd have like an, at least, at the least an audiobook going or I'd actually have my phone and I'd be, you know, looking on Amazon or whatever, like distracting myself. And I started to challenge myself every day to actually like put him to sleep with nothing, like not have my phone, just literally lay there with him, nurse him to sleep. It's usually about 45 minutes to an hour, which is a long time. And it's really hard. I fight it almost every night. I try and convince myself like, well, just tonight you can bring your phone and actually look at social media or whatever. And I, every time I don't do it, I'm always really happy. And I will tell you this, the absolute best ideas come out of that time because usually I have had my full work day and I've had meetings and I've had calls with the team and I've you know been through conversations and I've heard problems and I've been thinking about things and so by sitting da- laying down with him for that time my brain just kind of like I notice processes the day processes conversations I've had and you know problems that have been brought to me or things that are on my mind and I, I come up with so many ideas that I have to like think in my head to remember them. And as soon as I get up, I go write them down. And that happens so many times. It just happened last night. I had three things that came out of it that were like great ideas that I can't explain. They just pop into my head. (laughs) And what I've realized is that I never had the space to do that before. And so if you can intentionally create, you know, 30 to 60 minutes a day that you're doing that, I can't, 
I cannot recommend it enough. It is incredible. It it allows you to have so much clearer thinking and I, I can guarantee you'll make more money and be happier doing it because you'll have that clarity. So whatever, you know, you have to create what works for you, but creating daily thinking time is so critical. You could do it on a walk. You could bring nothing on a walk. I started bringing my audiobook on a walk. I used to do it on a walk, but I like to listen to my audiobook now. But that's another opportunity where if you bring nothing, you just let your mind go. You don't have your phone or anything. You might, you come up with great ideas. And sometimes I do do that. If I need that, I will go for a walk without my phone too, because that helps me. So, okay. That's the third thing, daily thinking time. Okay. Then I will add the next thing, the fourth thing that has contributed the most to our successes is a we're going to flip to like a totally personal thing. And that is my workouts and my morning routine. So this year I did 75 hard. Then I did phase one of 75 hard. And then I did phase two of 75 hard. And I love challenges personally. I, I like to be on like a 30 day challenge or something that just keeps me structured. I like to have habits and habit trackers. Like that is my personality. I do really well with that extreme discipline, but I, I absolutely love 75 hard. And because of it, I am in the best shape of my life. Now, it's not because of 75 hard. It's because of what I did during 75 hard. I worked out great. I, I do weight training. I did deadlifts and squats and all that. And I, I went for a walk every day. I had a great paleo diet. But I am, you know, after having three kids in the best shape of my life. And what I liked about it the most is that it's 75 days. So it cements habits. So even today, like I finished my 75 hard and January of this year, actually, we started October, finished it in January. And so I did it through the holidays and then like went right into the next phase. And I did phase two, too, which throws in cold showers. Um, what I love about it is how it cements the habits. So even now we're, we're seven months past when I finish 75 hard, I still basically do it every day. I'm not perfect because I'm not on the challenge, but I go for a walk every single morning at the same time, like out 45 minute walk. I go for a walk every day and then I try to get in that second workout. But for me, like those times have become so non-negotiable that I will not schedule meetings over them. At the end of the day, you know, about four o'clock, 345, four o'clock, I go get in my final workout and it is on my calendar. It's non-negotiable time. And so like I was saying in the beginning, I am in the best, best shape of my life and the healthiest I've been because I prioritize this. And it's so easy to be like, once I hire that team member, or once I finish this project, or once I once I finish recording this content, or I get to this XYZ place, then I'll start working out. Then I'll start taking care of myself. Then I'll start making time for my family. And there's always gonna be something. And so at some point you have to say, no, no matter what, I'm gonna get this stuff done. And then everything else can move around around that. And that's what I've done. And it's absolutely contributed to my success because I just show up so much better as a leader, as a person. And plus, I feel amazing because I'm in the best shape of my life and extremely healthy and enjoying all the physical challenges I'm able to accomplish. I think I've put on about 10 pounds of muscle this year from my incredible workouts. I am very spoiled to have an amazing home gym um, on our property because my husband trains clients. But um I, I have just gone from deadlifting 100 pounds to 155 pounds. Like it's been so much fun and I believe it's absolutely contributed to my success, especially around happiness and being present for my family. So that's the fourth thing. And then, okay, the fifth thing that I feel has 
contributed to my success is also a personal one. And that is, I haven't talked about this in a really long time, but I got a recent message about somebody who was like, thank you so much for talking about having a nanny on your podcast, because I feel like so many people have support in their personal life as entrepreneurs, but don't share it. And so it looks like they're trying, they're doing everything. And I, I like that comment and I, and it made me realize how more people need to hear this, but for sure, the, what has contributed to my success in the last year is the the support I have in my personal life. Like I could not do what I do without that support. And I think I sometimes do feel bad sharing that because I feel like I'm spoiled or I don't deserve it. But my personal, like I run my personal life like so structured. I have a chef who cooks me paleo meals breakfast and and lunch and then my husband's an amazing cook so he does dinner I do not cook I hate cooking I'm terrible at cooking I can't even do like chicken nuggets for my kids so I have a chef who cooks me healthy paleo meals so that I can eat healthy I have a house cleaner who comes every week does a deep clean of of my house. I have a full-time nanny with my kids all day here. She is truly like a second mom to my kids. She travels with us. She's traveled with me when I've gone on business trips and needed to bring my one-year-old because we're still nursing. She, I call her my wife. <laughs> like, And I think everybody needs a wife. Um, I could... not do what I do without her and the fact that my kids are taking care of all day and I'm you know fortunate enough to be right here when they need me but they're taking care of all day and then I also have an assistant who comes in person she helps me with returns she organizes she puts away my laundry she does everything around the house and also helps with like my email and other um, executive assistant type tasks but recently I have my business. I'm starting a second company. We refinanced our house, which if you've done that is like such a pain with how much paperwork you need to submit. And then they take two months and they're like, now we need all this. So we just finished that refinancing our house and we're remodeling our house and I'm managing that whole thing with like the decisions and everything we have to pick out. And I told my husband, like, I don't even know how I'm able to like have all these balls in the air. And then I was like, yeah, I do. It's because of all this support that I have and especially around my personal life. And I've basically set up the way my life is, is that I'm either 100% all in working, 100% all in taking care of myself and doing self-care type activities or 100% all in with my family or friends. And I don't have to spend time doing the things I really don't want to do, nor should I be doing. Now, I will definitely acknowledge that I'm privileged to have this, that I am fortunate to have this and and so grateful for it. But I also don't want to say that I don't have it. And I want to make sure that people understand when you see somebody who looks like they're doing it all, like people say this to me all the time. How do you have three kids and run your business and you're starting a new company? Like, do you even sleep? And I'm like, yeah, I sleep eight hours, <laughs> eight hours a night. I, I'm doing this because I'm not doing it all because I have a whole background of support. And then that's just my personal life. I obviously have an entire team supporting me. And so you can have it all, but you cannot do it all. And and that expectation on yourself that you should just throw that away today and, and get support where you can. Now, when I started my business, I, I didn't have any money to ha- have support. So we did not have this. And I worked it out with my husband so that we, you know, I, I worked half and then we split the day and he were, and then he was with our kid at the time. And, and, 
we changed off. And then the first thing I did was hire a nanny when I could. And, and that was like my first hire. Then I built on that. And so you don't need all of that help tomorrow, but you need to figure out where are you putting the most amount of your time in your personal life that if you were able to get that back, you could either have more time to work on your business or for yourself. And this is how I was able to do 75 hard to, to create time for these workouts is one, I have a lot of support from my husband in terms of like time and his, and his, um, the way he shows up for the kids and then also a lot of house support. So that has for sure made a big difference in my success. Okay. My last contribution to my success that I want to share is simplifying everything. So especially in the last three or four months, I've looked at my life, my business, our team, our offers, our marketing, our strategy through one lens, and that is how do we simplify it? How do we do less? How do we do what we're the best in the world at? And that is all. And so I think there's a lot of room for this in most businesses where you are overcomplicating, trying to do too much. And and here's the thing. What I found us doing was we had a lot on our plate and it was actually all important. But when you ask, actually ask the question of like, what is going to move the needle the most? And then challenging yourself of like, what happens if you take this away? What happens if you take this project or initiative away? And realizing we might be okay if we take that away. So it's not that people are wasting their time and doing things they shouldn't be doing. It's that people are prioritizing wrong and then constantly trying to do too much. And so we looked at our marketing. We looked at the number of funnels we have. We looked at our offers that we have in our agency. And we looked at the type of clients we're offering. And we decided to get more strict with that because we wanted to have process and systems that was for less amount, you know, less, um, wide of the of the type of clients we were taking and, and goes deeper on a specific core amount. I looked at it in my own life, in my personal life, all the things I was doing and, and committing to and trying to keep busy with. I looked at it in our delivery and our processes and our systems and like where there was inefficiencies. So we've spent the last three or four months and we're continuing to do this to just keep looking through that lens. And I think there's a saying, I don't know if who said this, but simplicity scales and complexity fails. And that is so true. And when you want to grow your business to the next level, it's not that you have time to keep doing more things. It's not that your team has time to keep doing more things. Everybody's filling their time 100%. It's that you need to get better at what you're choosing to do, which usually means you need to be more, you need to do things more simply and do less, but do the things you're doing better. So simplify everything and look at that because we don't have to usually do as much as we are doing or overcomplicate things as much as we are doing and there's a lot of room to simplify all right you guys this was a long episode I wasn't planning for it to be this long but I hope you guys enjoy these six things send me a message and tell me what you love the most and I'll talk to you next time Thanks for listening to the Not For Lazy Marketers podcast. If you love this episode and want deeper support with your marketing, head over to helpmystrategy.com to see how Hirsch Marketing can help take your marketing to the next level no matter where you're at today. We help our clients scale faster than ever, find hidden leaks in their funnel, experiment with new creative marketing strategies, and help their business explode and be more profitable than they ever dreamed possible. Head over to helpmystrategy.com and see if you qualify for a free strategy audit with Team Hirsch.